All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Da, 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 da. Welcome to episode 264 of the Real Life Podcast. I am Tyler Yaremchuk. Wanye Chalmers, Bag Milk J, everyone is here. Which, according to the last review that we read last time we were on the pod, they like when it's the five of us, and they like when it's filled with nonsense. I like when my stomach is filled with delicious oodle noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. Proceeds from all in-store and curbside pickup locations or orders go towards local charities. And uh, Jay, I saw the little teaser video coming down to Calgary. We got locations picked out, all that good stuff. I was in small-town Alberta. Uh, on my way to Lake Louise on the weekends, so we stopped at a new location that we're looking to lock up in Airdrie. And we're also close to locking up a, uh, another location on uh, on 17th Ave, where all the action is. We got to do these like stop? baby gender. Sorry, Ram Jack. We got to do these like baby gender reveals, Jay, where you like go up and hit a golf ball, then somehow it says 17th Ave, where you cut oh, a cake in half and Airdrie falls out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for all of our listeners down in Calgary, like that Airdrie one's going to be an exciting location. It'll be popping, as the kids say. Mm. Chalmers, uh, speaking of your guys' trip down south, you're hungover, are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a tough. It, it, Mondays after weekends like that are always very tough. Uh, you don't get the best sleep on the Sunday night. You're used to going to bed at like two in the morning, three in the morning. We actually watched the clock change from one fifty nine to three uh, uh, on best. Saturday night, so that was great. So yeah, not feeling great. Not not a hundred percent. But you know what? Tomorrow I'm always better. Tomorrow. 
I uh, speaking of watching the clock change, I used to do a shift at the radio station, like whatever, twice a year where you would have to go there for one in the morning, sit at the first station, watch the wait an hour, wait for the clock to flip and then run to each station and make sure that like the clock didn't get fucked up when it changed over and then wait an hour for it to get to 2 a.m. again to make sure that they didn't like fucking flip themselves like a double flip. And that was one of my shifts is like three hours from one to whatever in the morning. I would, I don't remember what time I'd be there till. And you'd have to sit and just just stare at the clock. (laughs) That's how you did it. Uh, Another another heroic performance by Tyler Rimchuk. Yes. That's fair. Absolutely. That's fair. Did your uh, in-laws realize what you did on and told everybody? Did they see the kerfuffle of people laughing at you for ruining your father-in-law's house? No, they came home uh, the other day, though. So they're finally home, which means it's like finally out of my hands. Like I no longer was it like a to... reverse extreme home makeover where they re- moved the bus and reveal <laughs> the improved house? Was it like they showed up and most their house and washed away? Well, there, so there was a bit more water damage than I guess we kind of like initially thought. So when I, we went over there to like, you don't say them... the, the fucking roof falls in. Hey? <laughs> so we went over there to give them back their dog, which was in one piece and healthy. That's a big positive. <laughs> and, a good uh, like they had taken out, there's drywall missing on the main level, the basement in the fucking garage. Now, like basically half their house is gone and they just would have shown up at home and like, Oh yeah, our couch is just like sitting on top of our spare bed. And like, it's a bit of a shit show, but as her mom said, we're just glad no one got hurt. Well, that's why pot times roast pot times roast says love the show. Being an Oilers fan living in Ontario, this is a nice escape two days a week from the nonsensical Leafs banter. Keep up the great work. Side note, your rum chuck is a hero. That is a five-star mm. review. He is a hero. Damn a right. Hero, a hero we deserve. Absolutely. Was she, uh, was she making a joke towards nobody got hurt? Because remember, we made that joke, but I don't think it's really possible to get hurt unless you're literally actively sleeping in the bed where the house has been flooding for 10 hours and the roof caves in on you. What if the roof would have caved in on me while I was in the basement? What if Yeremchuk and his missus were like that old couple in the Titanic that they're holding yeah. hands as the water is flowing up? Yeah, up. going down with the house. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, the house is flooding. <laughs> we're going down with it. Sir, there's <laughs> literally no reason you can't leave. Nope, going down with the house. <laughs> That's right. We're playing it out. <laughs> uh, okay. I suppose we should talk some Oilers here. Um, that is a also, disjointed segue, as we call it in the industry. Yeah, that segue really didn't make a lot of sense. Um, we do have a listener profile we'll get to uh, right away. Um, the Oilers lost on Saturday to the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, if the lack of scoring in that game didn't put you to sleep, then the color commentary probably would have. Um, but beside that, um, that was just kind of a dud of a hockey game. Like that one was just super fucking boring. Uh, Bag milk, you got a take on that one? Yeah, here's the take. Sometimes... You have to tip your cap to a goaltender that's fucking red hot. Thatcher Demko finished that game with a 971. And Mm. chances are, if you finish with a 971, the other team lost. And (laughs) the Oilers deserved to win that game. They played well enough to win or at least get a point. Sometimes you got to tip your cap. Thatcher Demko is the reason Vancouver won that game, and there's no reason the Oilers shouldn't have got a point. But well, and that know. goal was shady as fuck. Half the ice yes. was littered with bodies. I don't know how the hell. That's that what counts. I don't. I don't get that. Like that's blown down ninety nine times yeah. out of a hundred. Like what the hell? Just there was like literally six people show. on the ice. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, the Can- and not to mention the puck was in the crease with enough time for the fucking Canucks to roast a chicken in there. Like, I don't understand what was going on and why it didn't get blown. It was just, it was so obnoxious. And I tweeted it, like, the result made that first goal that much more annoying. But, mm-hmm. again, I still What's think you got to give Demko some credit. Oh, no, you got to. You, ha- you absolutely have to. But, like, that's our one point right there. Yep. Is the Koskinen shutout when he makes the first save of the game? It is interesting, though, when you look around social and everybody's kind of waiting in anticipation to get that first one out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they have them yeah. packed up. <laughs> uh, what was that, Charles? Well, it's like they have the, the tweets typed up. I swear to God, like you go right to it. Like I'm sure people have those things in the can ready to go. Well, I mean, I don't know how slow you're typing, Chalmers, but it doesn't take very long to send out a cost and mix the first one. I don't really, uh, I don't really time myself doing that. I was, I, I couldn't even see my screen at the time of that goal. So, I don't think <laughs> doing this one, covering one eye. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we had to watch, we had to watch the first game on the phones because we were in a nice little restaurant. The second game, we however got to watch it in the in the bar, but there was no sound. Like we couldn't, we couldn't really hear it. I was shocked at how long that puck bounced around in that crease without a. With, I was just like, okay, so it's dead now, right? Like, and then it still just kept going on we went crazy we i was i mean yeah, i was so i was mad but i even said halfway through that game i'm like this is just one of those games we lose and there's just nothing you can do about it uh chalmers what were you drinking this weekend mm. oh uh or is it easier to answer drinking? what were you not drinking okay no it's you know so the bottle of rye that i took for the weekend was done on thursday night so there was that <laughs> little hurdle that i had to overcome um so then on the hill on thursday we were drinking i mean we we got these flasks with fireball and so because obviously with covid you're not sharing stuff uh so mm. we got everybody one filled it up with fireball so everybody out their own fireball um but we uh so we drank a lot of fireball uh a lot of ryan cokes but then we got on this real old-fashioned kick and we were drinking old fashions like they were going out of style it was fun they were tasty I cannot what? drink those. What else, JR? What else were we drinking? It was $20 at Old Fashioned Night at, uh, at Lake <laughs> Louise. Oh, oh you were gonna, and you were going to ask how the hill was? I haven't been to Lake Louise in like 15 years. I cannot explain to you how blown away I am by the price of everything at that place. At the hill, you're, like, you're paying $14 for like a Ryan Coke. And of course you're going to have them because you're on the hill and that's what you do. Yeah. But naturally. just dinners. Oh my gosh. That, but it is beautiful. I mean, it was like, I got to say, that's got to be one of the best places like just on earth when you're sitting at the, you know, like you look, you're sitting in the mountains right on the lake and it's just, I don't know. It's beautiful. It was awesome. We went skating on the lake and we decided not to wait till like two thirty in the afternoon and didn't realize that the weather might actually play a, a uh, you know, a roll in the ice. And it was yeah. so slushy that it was like dang near dangerous in the yeah, state we were all in. So, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. And like, we didn't, we didn't ski Saturday, which I think was a huge like plus for us. I think would have ruined our day if we would have had to do it on Saturday. Cause we had one set of friends that went there and they just said it was crazy. They were back by one o'clock. They were like, we can't even, there's no crazy. point. Crazy in terms of busy. Crazy, crazy in terms of busy. They waited an hour for the gondola at the bottom. Jeez, and- it's 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 busy meeting like you know COVID protocols because like they're they're really on it there, which is good. 
Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so, so the gondola, you know, you have a lot of time, you just have like one person going at, in a six person gondola. So that plus, you know, it being busy, you know, has a big effect. So yeah, those gondola lines and, and lift lines were, uh, were pretty lengthy, uh, even on the Friday. Uh, but Thursday was great. I cannot yeah. wait till there is a point in our lives where the term socially distanced is retired. Like we just socially distanced. I'm not gonna lie to you. Raise it up to the rafters and that, done with it. I want no gonna, more of this. I'm going to be carrying a stick and I'm going to be jabbing people to make sure that they know one of those. You're going to be socially, you're going to be socially distancing to like 2024 bag. No, yeah. Six I'm, years from now, Chalmers, I'll be in a club and someone's <laughs> going to be annoying me. And I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm still observing COVID protocols. You fuck. Take yeah. six it, steps back. It was the mask. most, it was the most like, um, in public, I guess you could say thing that I've done since we've started this like a year ago. And it's shocking how much my mind has changed as to what's disgusting and what's not disgusting. Everything is disgusting. (laughs) It comes to like just touching shit. Like it's, it's crazy how much I've changed in that way. And you just look at people and any, any gas station whose bathroom has a doorknob on it should be condemned. I want to know. Okay, that's here's, gross here's question. before COVID. Chalmers, you brought it up. I want to know what is something you happily did pre-COVID. Now, a year into this, you would not do. Licked elevators. What? Licked the buttons on <laughs> elevators. He is a known <laughs> elevator button licker. Known. <laughs> I don't known lick the such. buttons in elevators anymore. That's disgusting. I've not seen one elevator that this kid has not licked. <laughs> I am no, going to but- get the fucking jab. I'm going to get all three vaccines at once. I'm going to start licking at the door <laughs> of the yeah. room they give it to. And I'm going to lick all gonna- the way out the front door of the doctor's office. In the way That's out. actually just how I'm going to open doors now is with my Boy, mouth. Yeah, deep throat doorknobs to open them. With all joking aside, touching an elevator and then like, I just wouldn't think about it. And I'd go up and down like maybe two or three times as you're just unloading your stuff. And I was like, Sam, my hands are cracked on my knuckles from just sanitizer, sanitizer, sanitizer. But I'm also the same guy who like forgets to put their mask up every two seconds. And I'll take it down just to like like, touch my nose or rub it because it's itchy. And I'll get talked to like I got talked to so many times. Just like in line at the for the ski hills and stuff, you know, you just pull it down for a quick second, just just cause to say something maybe, and then I just forget. So I don't well, know. it's also a testament to like how serious they're taking it too, which which is good and comforting, right? So yeah, yeah they a, did lot us, of, a lot of chompers right? getting in trouble this weekend. Even I saw you guys like, going to get gas, going to get gas and washing your washing the windows. Oh. Now you're just like, oh. Maybe I'll oh, get like no. a paper towel and wrap the handle or something first. Mm-hmm. So you got like you're in this like weird state of vigilance. I saw yeah. a simulation Anybody? they did in like a buffet room at a restaurant where they simulated mm-hmm. one person having oh, yeah. COVID that or germs, cool. and then it was the whole room. And like you see, man, within like twenty minutes, every single person in the room is fucked. That's upsetting. I'm a fan of a buffet. I love yeah, me buffet. too. Provided it's not the bubonic plague it's a wonderful option i don't think i'll ever eat a buffet again i yeah. will the i got the jab i'll be a royal fork <laughs> knocking back yeah. waffles i'm gonna ask for a sample of each vaccine first i'll be like, can you just give me like just like a third of a shot of, uh, i'll like wiggle my arm a little bit after and be like okay not bad now give me an astrazeneca what's that one feel like 
one one last thing I'll say about Lake Louise's, and this was something I had never done before, but there's an area on the hill called the Rock Garden. Does anybody know about it other than JR, who I obviously know knows about it? Yep, for sure. Big I rock guy. So I've never been there. I've never been behind in that rock garden before. And it, mm-hmm. when you, we stopped at the bottom, took a look up, it's got to be top five most beautiful places on earth. Like it's, it's just the coolest thing in the world. I can't believe I'd never been there. If you go to Lake Louise and you don't go into the rock garden, then you're really missing out on something. But you also do have to be able to like, know your way around a hill a little bit it is it does it does does live up to its level 18 people injured because it's a giant rock to ski rock garden it's a giant rock field don't take your kids actually you know what kids probably do it better because they're so small their skis are so small those they're not like rocks to them they're like big turns to them but to us they're like straight up moguls with no no snow on the other side of it so it's a bit much the Beautiful. The last time I went skiing, and I think it was at Lake Louise, and I don't quite fully remember because um, it's been a few years, but I was, you know, feeling myself after a while. I was like getting confident. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going up to whatever level it was. My friend's like, you're a fucking idiot. You ski once a year. You're not going to be able to do that shit. You're going to wipe out. And I was like, nope, trust me. I'll be fine. And I went two seconds down the hill and then I <laughs> fell and one of my skis fell and I was like laying oh. on my ass as I watched it go down the rest of the hill. And I just kind of oh. laid there for like five minutes and I was like, I'm fucked. What do I, how do I get down? So I'd like absolutely go down on most, one ski. It sucked. Hopefully. He's still there to this day. Chalmers. He's yeah. still there. When you got down to the bottom of the hill, someone was impaled with your ski fucking coming down at 900 miles an hour. Lying down, like bouncing through the air, all that shit. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's my skiing story for the day. Um, all right, well, glad you guys had a good time. Um, don't know how we got there from our uh, hockey talk. Somehow the but... Oilers brought us there. Uh, we yeah, I asked Chalmers what he was drinking. Because we were watching it there. And like, yeah. that's I was like thinking about it an hour ago where if you asked me to break down the games, I was going to honestly be like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I literally don't know. I know we lost one and we, I think we won the other one. So, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. They did win Saturday. How about the fucking Leafs, man? They can't beat the senators. Like it's their kryptonite. The Leafs will come in and smoke the Oilers and they cannot beat the shitty teams in the division. It makes no sense. And they're trolling them like at every opportunity yeah. as well. Oh, it's on, so good online with those cardboard cutouts of the, what is it? What is he called? I don't the know. Creepos or something. What's yeah. it called? The, I don't remember. I think it's it or something. I don't know. It's yeah, like cardboard them. cutouts behind the penalty box in Ottawa, right? Yeah. And it's going like it's a it's from a comic book where there's something's happening and there's a car- there's a square where the creepo is staring in the window and saying creepy <laughs> shit. And somehow they've made this into a meme. They did a good job. Senators fans seem like Senators fans generally seem like a pretty funny bunch. Like they seem to get it. Kind of yeah. like even when they suck, they're like kind of in on the joke. They generally all hate their fucking owner too. <laughs> all that Jack stuff. Maxwell? Jack Max on Twitter, give him a follow. He tweeted something the other day. I love that Matt. was like, I love. Oh, Matt it was about those. Cre- it was about those. Oh, he did say I love meth, but he tweeted. He did. Those, yeah. yeah, he was talking about. He was quote tweeting Mark Mathot, and uh, he just instead of saying. I love Mark Mathot or whatever. He tweeted, I love meth. And as you can imagine, (laughs) I fucking love it, man. I quote tweeted and I was like, hey, pandemic's been hard on a lot of us. If you don't know who we're talking about, uh, if you go on Twitter, the at handle is at Jack 
Max 1414182. Hold on, hold on. I'm going there right now. Hold on. Yeah. At Jack, Jack. Max, yeah. M-A-X, 1414182. Oh, yeah. And there yeah. is just a strong suspicion that this might be a Eugene Melnick burner, or it's at least someone pretending uh, to be Eugene Someone doing a really good job operating it like Eugene Melnick would yeah. operate a burner account, or it's actually his. So like, someone like, tweeted I, out about uh, those sickos. shirts, the sickos, yeah. and they said sicko relationship goals. And yeah. this Jack Max guy quote tweets and goes, no, true hashtag sends fans by yes. authentic merch from shop.nhl.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man. It, like, the answers I are, would... the replies are hilarious. They're like, hi, Eugene. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, would love yeah. to know, because that's the thing is nobody really knows if it's actually Eugene Melnick or if it's just a Burger Baron-esque yeah. burner account that's just a parody, I should say. And it's the best. I love it. Uh, Pretty yeah. tone deaf. It's so good. And it's I, my favorite thing is when he'll be like, ah, can't wait for the pandemic's over and me and all my Sens fans can go buy merchandise and concession food at Canadian Tire Center. It's just like, oh, shit. CTC. Uh, yeah, CTC at the CTC. And he always talks about, like, going go, – uh, about because everyone shits on the, the arena being so far out of town, yeah. but he likes to talk about how awesome it is around there. Like, oh, going <laughs> to, like, Montgomery's before the game with my bros for some shows. <laughs> the best. Love like, it. share a screenshot of a text conversation with him and another guy. And I'd be like, hey, you want to go to Montgomery's for a beer before the CTC is rocking tonight? And the friend will text back and be like, you know it might save my appetite for some concession food. <laughs> uh, it's fucking good. <laughs> Speaking of organizations that are just generally a shit show, um, there's been some good stuff going on with the Buffalo Sabres recently. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. In case you haven't noticed, they're terrible and their fan base has pretty much turned on them. Uh, the Buffalo News did a power rankings the other day and they actually had the Sabres one spot lower than the Seattle Kraken. The Sabres <laughs> were 32. <laughs> I saw a photo the other day of Hall sitting next to Eichel on the bench and both of them looked so miserable and their body language between them was so terrible. Oh, the best. And the Sabres are now allowed to have like some amount of fans in the building for games. And John Vogel, who's a great follow, good Sabres beat reporter. Um, he had a tweet about it and I just lost it, but basically they were allowed to have like 2000 fans at the game. And they went out and they asked 2000 season ticket holders. Like, Hey, you haven't been to a game in a year. You get first crack. And the season ticket holders were kind of like, mm, we're fucking okay. We're good. Thank you. And they couldn't get 2000 season ticket holders come. So uh, the ticket update, John Vogel tweeted this on March 13th ticket update. The Sabres are one week away from welcoming back fans. I just checked. And of the 1907 tickets available, there are still 512 for sale to the general public. Like no one wants to watch them. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I can't say I blame uh, Buffalo Sabres season ticket holders because this team is now on a 10-game losing streak. They've been outscored by 30 goals over the last... Doesn't Hall have two goals this year or something? Yeah. (laughs) I respect what the Sabres fans are doing. Uh, There was an article in The Athletic, though, about if you wanted Taylor Hall... or It was was trades I want to see happen, and one of them was Taylor Hall to Edmonton. And it was like, honestly, probably wouldn't cost the Oilers more than a mid-round pick, which is just jarring to think of that's what's Taylor Hall's value in Buffalo. Like when they signed that deal, one, 
they were hoping, all right, best case scenario, this deal gives us a spark. We're pushing for a playoff spot in a shortened season. Our fan base is reinvigorated. Our Jack Eichel will be happy again. We won't need to trade him, all that shit. And instead, like they won't even get a first round pick for him at the deadline. <laughs> and they're paying him 8 million bucks. And they'll have to eat salary. Yeah, they'll have to eat half <laughs> wherever they trade him. Uh, the best, the well, best. You, you guys put out a post today. Uh, that was a GM mode and it was, you only get one. And then there was eight a K. So what is that? 12 different things on there. And I was looking through them and I'm thinking to myself, like how many of these are actually like things that have been talked about or any of them actually jokes like trade for guest laugh or stall. Is that, are these all, like, all in the of, mix? They're except all for the Yak returns. I get it. I guess, I, I guess I, I'm pushing that for that drummers. Yeah, that's no, what listen, for. there's logic. If think about how good Pooley RV is when he came back, right? Yep. And he was a fourth pick overall. So if you <laughs> go even further back, <laughs> hold on. You go even further back and get a first pick overall. Yeah, he'll be four times even better. more time to mature. He's gonna be unbelievable. Four times better. Wanye, do you have a computer in front of you? Ish. Go just yeah. look up it whenever you have a chance. Look up uh, Nail Yakupov. And yeah, then look at his numbers on like a B or C <laughs> level team in the KHL. First it's because off, he's even... saving his fucking energy to come back and kick shit. In his last 37 KHL oh, games, he only has this seven my... goals. Hey, if you think that the power play at Cabavarost Amur <laughs> isn't harder to quarterback than being up here with ConCon. So we should just uh, give everybody that's, that's, a second a, chance now because they get to play with Con. Look at, look at, look at. Dreisaitl, what pick overall was he? Three. Exactly. What pick overall was Yakupov? One. Ergo, if you bring the old Yakupov <laughs> back and he hasn't been scoring, he isn't out of goals, clearly he's got a lot in the tank still. <laughs> Kick shit. I'm guessing you posted that on Instagram, Wanye. <laughs> I'm just pushing for it. I'm pushing oh, for okay. it. No, that's uh, Josh Park being a little evil this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here was the question. Your GM mode, you only get one, and there are a total of 11 options. I will list them all off, then we can all have our say. Nuge. Resign Nuge for time six. B. (laughs) Trade for John Gibson. C. Clefbaum returns to 100% health. D. Resign Barry four years by five mil. Bear for DeBrusque. Get Hall at the deadline. Acquire a top six winger. Yakupov returns. Yeah. Trade for Getzlaver Stahl. No. Kraken, Seattle Kraken take James Neal or re-sign Larson for three years times $4 million. Um, Bag Milk, you're obviously pro Nugent Hopkins in this one. Yeah, but I also feel like I should allow, you should be allowed to have like three picks on this because more than one of these things is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and I don't know if you readothersnation.com but uh there's an article put out there i believe by zach talking yep. about how nuge and the oilers camp are already talking and they're back to the table so that's already happened so you don't even have to pick it because it's already happened which gives you another free pick so for me using that logic it would not be re-signed nuge because it's already happened so don't have to stress about it i would if you know if we're going for a run if we're going for a run i want ryan gets left and the thing about the Nugent Hopkins thing, like Ryan Rashog tweeted this morning that the two sides are back at it and trying to work this through. Yeah. My fucking DMs or my mentions, I should say on Twitter exploded today because I kind of forgot that I said, as soon as Nuge signs an extension, I'm going to go buy all the flavors of his Jersey. 
Um, some, so if you missed it, the Rashog tweet was this. Sounds like the Oilers and RNH camp will resume talks in the next few days. Previous negotiations were back and forth in the six to six and a half million dollar range on a long-term deal when talks broke off. I then posted that on the ON radio podcast and Ryan Rashog's son commented on it and said Pops being an influencer on the Twitter, which I thought was weird and kind of funny. Um, but basically six to six and a half mil seems to be the range on this thing. Great deal. Yeah, I, I think if you get them, it, I think if both numbers start with a six, that's a really, really good deal for the Edmonton Oilers. What if it was I 62 million? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. You should never pay that much. No, no, no. That takes up most of your cap, in fact, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. On one guy, your M check? Come on. Anyways. I can't believe you would suggest that. Um, but back to the uh, question about all the options, like re-sign Nuge six by six. Yeah, that's, I think that could happen anyways. Resign Barry four by five. I wouldn't do that. Like, I think that's a bad signing. I also think re-signing Larson for three by four is a little bit rich as well. That seems like a lot of money. Um, but acquiring a top six winger is absolutely the dream for me. If you can get like, yeah, Ricardo, sure. Two birds with one stone, bring back yeah. yak. But Ricardo yeah, well, by signing Nuge, in this logic, by signing Nuge, you've acquired your top six. No, I want Nuge and a top six winger. Yakupov. And that way we can dig up that box of cognac shirts that we probably still yeah. have in the basement. Yeah, we'll sell, sell them. them. Yeah. Finally. finally. That was, the, one, the one that I definitely want the least is Hallback. That's followed closely by Yakupov coming back. <laughs> oh, Chalmers, you're so short-sighted on the Yakupov front. <laughs> I think the one I like the most, I just keep getting drawn to it. I just... I really like Clefbaum, and I really don't like what's happened in his career. I'd really like to see him come back to 100% at some point and be a part of this team. And, man, be really defense-rich. That would be nice. Does it help us the most right now? Probably not. But mm, it's a feel-good. I think if Clefbaum was in this lineup and 100% healthy, the Oilers are – dangerously close to a Stanley Cup level blue line. No! Yeah, I would agree. About? I, I would agree. That is that, that is not even that is just a warm take. That is that at is his full at his full pre-injury value. At his full pre-injury value, you'd be running a left side that has Nurse, Clefbaum, and then one of like Jones, Lagason, or Russell. And on the right side, you could run Barry, Bear, and Larson, like three legit NHL D men too. And there's a lot of upside there. Those guys are that that would be an insanely good blue line, but it's a little pie in the sky because I mean Clefbaum is still like ten days away, likely from getting that shoulder surgery that's going to keep him out for a while. I mean, who knows if he's even better after the shoulder surgery? So it's a whole fucking issue. But oh, yeah. I wish there I know- was an L choice on that list of extending Gaetan Haas for a three-year, three you million dollar deal. Gaetan Haas is elite. Gaetan Haas is elite. Gita, he, he is the sneakiest, skillest player yeah. in the NHL. That fucking goal he scored, that goal he scored the other night was that's not a fourth line goal. No, if he, if he's given the opportunity, he is shifty and he is good. I would love to see just give him one night on McDavid's line. I'd love to see. How I'd he, love to how see. Good hold up. Yeah, you're telling he, me he, that he, he would it. do. There's no way you could convince me that Gaetan Haas would do worse up there than Ty Ratty. Let's see what's going on. I want to see it. Oh. I want more Haas in the sauce. Yeah, Gaetan Haas is way better than Ty Ratty. A, he's fast. Yeah. Ratty struggled with that. And shifty, man. And all his goals are like, like those, like they're like precision, like a surgeon. Like that, what, like, what he How makes goals exactly to do or where that? he's sneaking pucks in. Oh. Here's that, the thing. How, many, how many is that? How many goals does he have this year? Two. I believe two. two. 
So, they, so, all, also, so all both of them are just like <laughs> the best. Well, ever and, well, and there was, there is a third one, but he got disallowed and it was amazing. And I also give him credit for winding up and taking clappers on slap shots from the fucking hash marks. That makes me laugh every yeah. time. What yeah. is with, can, can I bring up something from last Thursday? What? Sure. I had Yamamoto and Dreisaitl to get over two points in that last in that game on Tuesday of last week. Yes, and Yamamoto passed the puck to Dreisaitl at their blue line with an open net, and he missed it. And that is like the third empty net goal we've missed in the past five games. That's what the not fuck Josh. is wrong with them, and why can't they hit an open goddamn net and not cost me a couple hundred dollars? First of all, Chalmers, I also lost money on that on both yep. of those guys. I had Drysidle to get over a point and a half, and I had Yamo. So I agree with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, to me too. And they both had one. That would have and that blew the puck line too. I look forward to you jumping on today's episode of Risky Business, Chalmers. We'll talk about a little betting, but it is frustrating unless it's Josh Archibald. The boys really have a hard time getting empty netters. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, oh, I loved it. How's the risky business going? How's your? How's your, have you been? Are you keeping stats? You keeping stats of your record here? Yeah, yeah. I'm writing it all down. Uh, Tyler told me I'm keeping improper records in terms of how much I'm betting. Uh, but I am keeping stats. I'm showing everybody what I'm betting on. I'm actually putting money on it. And it's fun just to talk about. Uh, last game against Calgary did not go so well for me. I was in the Ofer club on that one. But before that, you know, four of five for two games in a row. So it's going well. Super good, good for you. It. I like I, it. Uh, I said what you need to do because you have, what are they? It's the safe play. The can't miss parlay and risky got, business. Yeah, I got better the game. Okay. Uh, so better the game uh, against Calgary, or I guess Vancouver was dries out over a point and a half. Uh, then I've got easy money. I've got risky business, which is, you know, like that was the day I, I picked Nugent Hopkins over a goal and a half for plus 900. That's risky business. Then I've got the can't miss parlay. So I've got those four bets every night. So what I would be doing in terms of bankroll management is one unit on bet of the game, two units on the safe play, and then half a unit on risky business and half a unit on the parlay. And then that'd be a good way to keep track of things. My pregame podcast, bet of the game, which is always just one play, usually somewhat safe. Um, on the year, I am now 15 and 15, which means I'm down like a unit and a bit. Um, but with a win tonight, because I'm taking Oilers to win the first period at plus 185, I'll be right back into the positives. And I was telling Jay about this before. On the sports book I use, you can like track your performance. I am officially in the top 100 in Canada on that sports book. I'm 38th in Canada. I'm on a heater right now. I Justin Thomas and Brendan Botcher to win their uh, respective sports tournaments uh, on Sunday. And that was huge. I respect uh, I respect the Briar betting. That's uh, that's that's being a true Canadian. If yeah. you think you can get a read on Brendan Botcher to win the Briar, you hammer it. I know well, that I'm, part I'm, of your I'm part of Botcher for life. Part of this podcast and part of our lives is betting. But if you keep betting on the Briar, I'm going to make you dial those fucking one eight hundred digits pretty soon here because that is <laughs> next level nerd betting. Holy shit, the Briar a real problem. Dude, you know what real Briar's problem. real problem is? I turned on the I turned on the TV and it was just on TSN and the Briar was on, and just the sound of them yelling at one throw, like I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go fucking crazy if I can't find this remote what? and turn it. How, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like super annoying to listen to them, but then it's super cool to listen to them talk in between the shots. Talk strat, yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's like I don't know. It's good and Alberta like. I don't, I'm, I, I am not, what's that? 
Yeah, they dominated this the Briar. Yeah. Are they all? Like, they're always good. And that's because I what I had heard was after they won, they had come in second place. One of the guys is that Kevin Martin's son. I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, because Martin, looks Martin? Like him and his last name is Martin, and I was yeah. like, it's just it like might be actually Merrick Martin. I think his name was, and it's it's just I think curling is the funniest thing in the world because it's like if your dad was good at curling and he <laughs> you're going to be good at curling because you're probably doing it with him all the time. And number two, uh, let's be honest, you're probably not the most competition in the world because, I mean, not many people just pick up curling. Right? Um, <laughs> my dad, my dad is like a big time curler. <laughs> and, uh, it's really the like he plays golf, too. But like curling, he's like in leagues, curls like two, three times a week. And he had a knee problem this last year. His knee's been really buggered up. And he would refuse to like take any time off because of it. So like I curled with him on Tuesdays before it got shut down and he'd be throwing the rock sometimes and his leg would be like wobbling and shaking back and forth because he was in so much pain, but he refused oh, to fucking sit out. For the love of the game. Or is not as I play do, but a men's curling league. It was great. Um, but the Hopper, Bri- I'm Chuck always final, wants to take it to the house. I get it. <laughs> the final in the briar. Now that we're on the topic of curling was incredibly finally. boring for about five or six ends. Cause they were just blanking. Like, sometimes, strong, yeah. sometimes on the men's side, they're almost like too good. Like I like when there's a bit of chaos, right. And like a missed shot create allows crazy shit to happen. Then towards the end, we got that. And yeah, it was good drama right up until the end. And anyway, well, imagine, here's, curling, here's, imagine curling though, before the free guard zone. Yeah, and you could just take out guards with your. Nobody first knows rock. what that means. I think your well, might be the only other person our, knows what that probably. means. Your Mchuck knows. And, so curler, was, there, and there, trust me, Chalmers, there is a curling audience listening to this. Yeah, so, I know there's you is, and your so listening to each other. And here's why. And here's why I think it's funny. The one v one on TSN the other day was like this absolutely amazing soccer goal. And then they're like, and watch this, the greatest curling shot ever. <laughs> they're like, it's around the house. The guy throws it, it hit like two things. And like, I honestly couldn't tell you the difference between that shot and like any other shot in curling and how and why it was harder than anything else. I might be just... That was, uh, that was the CRTC getting their way for that well, one. I don't think it won Thomas. here. Spoiler alert, it didn't win. Whoa. Speaking of watching weird shit, the other night YouTube, which knows me so well, suggested the world's top pool shots of like all time in Ooh, tournaments. If you that. ever want to watch like 20 minutes of your life that you will never regret, go watch the top pool shots ever caught on film. It is insane what people do. There's this one guy called the Magician and they had like the Magician. I think he's like, like from the Philippines or something back in like the 90s. He started out. It was the magician's career highlights. And like, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone as gifted at anything as this guy was gifted at pool. So literally YouTube knows you better than you know yourself. It knew what you wanted to watch. You if I go to other people's houses and watch their YouTube, I'm like, this isn't my YouTube. <laughs> I was when I come just home to say. my YouTube and I'm like, mm-hmm, my YouTube knows. I was just going to say one. Yeah. I'd like to put our algorithms next to each other to see what's uh, what they would look like, because I literally just, just got an email from Buzzfeed saying we posted something you might like. It was uh, 12 people who look exactly like Drake. <laughs> and I'm like, you do know me. You do know me as all too well. Cause I do want to see 12 people that look just I like, I feel like Drake. I'm not putting myself out there enough. If I'm not receiving that as well, I really want to see 12 people. Watching like- cable TV is like, the stone age now relative Absolutely. to watching oh, yeah. it's playful so would you like same- to watch a cbs comedy featuring the stylings of 
On the same note as what you just said about that is I was listening to a, an interview with a professional disc golfer. Is anybody, (laughs) what is disc golfing? Like froth? Yeah, for yeah, you don't call it that anymore. Just oh boy, oh, moved on. You, they? you know what? Fuck you, frisbee is, golf. You're froth. What so, is that? Disc golf is like it's golf, but you have all these. You have you you have like twelve or fourteen discs, and they're kind of shaped differently. So like, like one will curl to the right, one will curl yeah, to the left. But they're small. Golf. They're like they're they're not as big. You your they're, driver they're, one, your putter one. Yeah, they're a little bit smaller. Some are a little heavier, oh, so you go shorter that. distance with more accuracy. But you throw them into this like ba- basket where chains hang down. So when you whip it, it hits the chains. And it, <laughs> oh, that, that, that is, so it's so like it's golf, bang. but it yeah. sucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but, but, and I know people are going to know exactly where I got this interview from, but the fact is, is this guy said that there was disc golf courses all over like the US and that they're like free to play. And I haven't done enough Googling right yet. And I'm hoping somebody maybe can tell me, but have you ever heard of a disc golf track in Edmonton? Do we have Rundle one? Park. Like, oh, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't any field be a disc yeah. golf course? No, because so you need the... That'd be like saying, could any field be a golf course? Golf? Yes, thank you, Jay. Thank you. Jeez. What is it called, Jay? Frost. Frisbee golf. <laughs> no, it's not frisbee golf. It's it like a disc golf. disc golf. It's called the Professional Disc Golf yes. Association. It's Look, you're professional golf. when your earnings <laughs> are that of a professional. So and if you they're, find they're me a soul... RB like gift cards saying saying oh yeah who won the briar and the brooms and sticks the brooms and rocks game like <laughs> calling it the wrong fucking thing it's called disc golf i would well, watch don't curling more they're if they called it wrong yeah I would, you know I would what you need to do so sticks and rock in this me too i probably like it more in this in this this interview the guy talks about how in finland it's like the number one sport when no, they have it's not among that's a lie the number one sport who, in finland is sauna then ice hockey, <laughs> then soccer, then okay. disc golf. Go then Yesi Puli RV. Search on YouTube <laughs> the European Championship in Finland for disc golf. It looks like the Masters, buddy. Yeah. The crowds really? are like the Masters. I'm I'm looking right now at the list of repeat pro world champions on the PDGA.com. <laughs> and uh, you better you better put some respect on Dr. Rick Voke's name because this guy has <laughs> won it. Oh, he, go. Never. <laughs> never times, ever. Ten Dr. times Volk in four in different political... divisions. Okay, but seriously. Career, really earnings of, career earnings of $608. Yeah, exactly. Ken Klimo. He has won it 15 times, including eight years in a row from 1990 to He probably to spent more on parking at the airport than he got Wanye, in career a guy just a guy, a guy that's... <laughs> A sponsorship. This guy's sponsorship. <laughs> the guy who makes the discs got sponsored for ten years, ten million dollars. You think okay. there's not real money in disc golf? I'm listening. These guys I'm are listening. making these guys are making years, figures. ten million dollars. He won. That, he won like the tournament. And got to take contract. I was, I was just gonna say that, Jay. Buddy Franklin. Oh, what contract? So in the AFL, oh. there's this guy, Buddy Franklin. Right? We go over there, me and Jay, and they're like, you know, Sam and Josh are former AFL players. So they're very proud, right? And they're talking about Buddy Franklin just signed this massive deal, just this huge deal, the most mind-shattering deal. What was it, Jay? Like seven years, eleven million? No, it was like ten years, ten million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we, this is disc we golf. We scoffed at Buddy Franklin. Australian football league. We've got backup like, goalies that make that kind of smoke. Yeah, disc uh, golf. You win a tournament, you get to take home the sandwich tray. <laughs> according to according you to guys, 
discgolfreport.com, which is something I think the Nation Network should be looking into acquiring. Yes, nation.com. 100%. It's already, the writing is already on the wall. We're having a Nation real life disc golf tournament. That'd be great. That's all I wanted. The average winner of first place at a major event will take home $7,600 for that tournament. And you get to drink beers and walk through the woods and throw a frisbee around. This is the fucking most amazing sport ever. If I'm hey, buying stock, I it, sport, it's it is a hoop. Phil Mickelson those- tips the boot shiner seventy six hundred oh, bucks not as he walks out on Sunday. Everything started somewhere. You're All gonna right. be behind. I'm gonna own a diff the disc golf course track pretty soon. Here, we're gonna get one going. Buy a little piece oh, of land geez. out in Winterburn. Start up. A, <laughs> start up get a one golf going. course. Minimal investment. All I gotta Dr. do is get a Volk. bobcat, some grass. Hey, you can probably if if you keep the snow padded down, you can probably that, play that year round. I guess now you you're talking. That's twelve down. months a year yeah. revenue. <laughs> All right. Do you know how much they pay for these discs? They say that they go for twenty bucks, and if you can get one because they're so hard to get right now, you can turn around on eBay and sell it for five times its price because discs are so hard to get right now. I remember once as a kid, Chalmers, I wanted a bowling ball. Like, I decided this was something I was going to get in my life. And you're making fun of disco. Hold on, hold on. And I go to, like, Gateway Lanes, right? And I, like, have my money. I think I was, like, maybe 14. And I'm like, I'm going to buy a bowling ball. Like, this shit is going down. And then I got in there, and they have, like, a little pro shop. And the guy talked to me, and I just got, like, so intimidated by the professional bowling world where you'll have your own bowling ball. They just turned on heel and walked out of the pro shop. And I don't think I ever went back. And you pick one up and you can hardly lift it. I was just like, I'm here to buy a bowling ball. They're like, do you need a three hole or a 12 hole or a 15 weight? I was like, I'm in over my head. And I ran out the door. (laughs) Makes sense. Chalmers, if people are selling these discs (laughs) for as much as you say, then we need to start a real life side hustle right now because Amazon has plenty available and I can have it at my house tomorrow. Uh, that's what I was trying to do here, but I was getting laughed at a little bit too much, and I'm not so, so sure about it. This get Dr. Volk to endorse them. And we yeah, can get it right. on the ground floor, you guys. Yeah, you got to get a celebrity endorser like Dr. Volk, eight-time winner. I already know right, Chalmers, we're going disc golfing this summer. We yes. can't afford it, Dr. Volk. Listen, <laughs> we could get a full set complete with all the discs we need, plus the chain nets, 175 bones. Yeah, so we try to order it right now and going. see when it gets delivered. It'll get delivered in 2022, guaranteed. Uh, it's impossible. Jeff Bezos will have it to my house by tomorrow, by Friday. Why don't you just uh, email okay. the Professional Disc Golf Association for the first time in their web server's history and ask them what to get, where to get them? <laughs> they're, they're like, holy shit, we got one. <laughs> it's a vote someone, someone wake up Dr. Volk. <laughs> I can't okay. wait to have a get golf day a, a nation real life podcast disc golf day you know we're doing uh, it uh, yeah you might have to get baked up first well, because i don't we'll know do if there's an... a way to play disc golf without getting baked up first <laughs> <laughs> that's a 20 milligram afternoon is what that is we'll oh, do yeah. it uh, we'll do it like an open we'll have like different groups we'll have like each of us can have our own group with like three listeners and we'll, we'll a play. different drug for every oh, if this doesn't happen i'll be so mad i swear to god there's I, three I a lot disc of golf courses in the city Oh, what? Three? Rundle, ad read in. The Rundle the Hills <laughs> at Charlesworth Disc Golf Course and Norwester Park. Oh, when they start hearing about all the tea times you get booked from this, they'll be a, they'll be an ad read. The talking. boom of booms for people. Actually, yeah, times. you know what? That's what we should do. We should totally pitch them on this. <laughs> Text Absolutely. sales guy Jared. Jared, please reach out to local disc golf courses <laughs> yeah, and get we're us. We're gonna a make promo it relevant code. again. Because no Chalmers, like don't mess with Chalmers. 
Chalmers has a hard on for it for two days, and then he's going to lose interest by Thursday. <laughs> Chalmers. Uh, so, uh, fun fact: yeah, Josh Park just walked in the office, set up for the pregame pregame show, and he's he dressed for disc golf. A, he is he is definitely dressed for disc golf, but he is an avid disc golfer. Oh my! He's goodness. got a set. Oh no! no he's he he's trying to go pro. I'm not trying to go pro. He probably what's the what's that what's the doctor's name? He probably knows the doctor. Doctor Vogue? You show me. You know Doctor Vogue? Josh Park. He's like he's won like the last eight world championships. Josh Park's got Doctor Vogue. He watches high on the outro. No, no, no. Fuck me, you guys. Manscaped.com, twenty percent off with the promo code Real Life. Somebody isolate that audio. Meme team, isolate that audio, please. Thank you. The performance package is available now. It's usually $197. It's marked down to $109.99. You add it to your cart. Here's what you get. The Lawnmower 3.0 and its skin-safe electric trimmer. The Weed Whacker. The Crop Preserver. The Crop Reviver. I use them both. My balls are smooth. The Magic Mat. It also comes with the Shed, which is the traveling pack. And the Manscaped Boxers with anti-chafing technology. Use the promo code REALLIFE. It'll take another 20% off that $109 and give you free shipping. Manscaped.com. Again, that promo code is REALLIFE. Gets you 20% in free shipping on all their products available on the site. So go ahead, check them out. We love Manscaped.com very much. And I'm not even going to hesitate or stop talking for a second because we have a listener profile to get to before the end of this episode. Stay tuned for the 2021 Summer Manscaped Disc Golf Open. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's why Shamir... Gave this podcast a five-star review. He says, I never rate podcasts or anything for that matter, but after the last episode, I had to. Holy shit, boys, I'm still laughing out loud at Wanye's line of, well, we know a burrito and a clogged toilet were involved in the flooding. Hilarious. Keep up the great content and Oilers talk. Just a quick question. Who do the oil add at the deadline? If it were up to you, boys, keep nudes forever. That is a five-star review. Thank you, sir. I would love to get to that question, but we're doing a listener review before our listener. <laughs> Ryan gets left. <laughs> yeah, Ryan gets left. No, no, yeah, all, all these disc golf sets on Amazon bag milk, they're garbage. You can tell they're garbage. Listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll get us some real good ones. Listen, are we getting, I just want to dip my toe in the pool, man. I just want to get in there. And if I need to get a shitty kit just to make that happen, then that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. Because while respect. you're wait, while you're waiting till 2022 for your high tech <laughs> kit, I'm going to be playing shitty disc golf in the field behind my house, having a great old time. Yeah, I'm going to start training. <laughs> we head to our Twitter DMs for today's listener profile, brought to you <laughs> mm-hmm. by Google. Mm-hmm. This one is at Finn underscore Yaps. You can find that's his at handle on Twitter. He's not on Instagram because I asked him. Uh, his name is Jamie. He lives in Killarney, Manitoba. Killarney, Manitoba. Killarney. I've got family in Killarney. Really? <laughs> my aunt, Dor- my aunt Dorothy, and Uncle Bill, and my cousin Jennifer. Well, ask them if they know Jamie. He is not a Hutterite, but he teaches at a Hutterite colony, which seems like that's a cool suspiciously gig. what a Hutterite would say. But yeah, more. <laughs> <laughs> a fun fact about him is he met Ryan Smith at a rink in Winnipeg five years ago. Nicest guy, very humble. Was asking about me the whole time and i have the picture of the two of them that i'll put up on our instagram account uh he's been listening to the pod and following oilers nation for about four or five years his favorite podcast moment was the whole Chumgate controversy he is an avid fisherman and he is on team j chumming is a no-no we out i can't remember i used to fish i used to fish the lake that uh, it was probably killarney lake maybe something else but catch a lot of catfish they'd catfish in that lake anyways would you you fish with your uncle bill 
Yeah, Dorothy and Bill Thiessen. Uh, my aunt Dorothy taught at the school in Clarny, so maybe maybe shaped and molded your mind. Maybe. I don't know if you should be just spouting out all their personal information. What's your yeah. sin number? Oh, it's Clarny, Manitoba. They're good people. Yeah. I didn't give the address. Mm-hmm. His favorite. Yeah, I, used to, I used to spend every. I, I, I used to go to Mortlach, Saskatchewan, for like three or four weeks in the summer, and then my mom would come down and meet me in Mortlach, and then we would go to Killar- My aunt and uncle would come to Mortlach, pick pick us up. We'd go to Clarny for eight more weeks, <laughs> and then we would take the train back from Brandon to Edmonton. And that was what, what was this the 1930s? <laughs> yes, yes. And then when did the carriage and the horse show up? Then we won the war and we were thrilled. <laughs> His we got, got our war bonds in the mail. Yeah. We lost a few good men to scurvy, but that's okay. <laughs> go on your MJ. And then uh, we would go to rollover in Clarny. You would go to roll. Oh, uh, you're gonna double Dakota down, huh? Pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not letting go. He's trying to <laughs> shut a brand out here. Uh, trying to shout out the winner of the Killarney pizza market. His favorite Oilers memory is Brad, or Brad Marchand. Jesus Christ. Todd Marchand's OT game seven winner in 1997. And uh, he drove 12 hours to watch game six in a bar in White Ave in 06. Respect, oh, man. I appreciate Respect. it. He's never had oodle noodle, but he's looking forward to getting out to Edmonton to check out the new rink and have some oodle noodle. Which is good stuff. I saw someone else on Twitter. I, I forget what their name was, but they were saying they're going to try Oodle Noodle for the first time. Back Get the green onion Phillips. cakes. Yeah. Back going for the Phillips. Uh, Bo, his answer to the bonus question, which is the most unique place you've listened to the podcast, he listened on the way to and from Minnesota a few times, and he was even caught by a nation soldier last year repping the nation. They took a picture of his truck with the Oilers Nation sticker on the back and sent it in. So there oh, you go. Oh, wow. Now That's we know awesome. Jamie at Finyaps on Twitter a little bit more. So I've I've I often see Oilers Nation stickers on people's cars, and I always kind of want to take a picture of it yeah. and then like put it out and say. Yep. Then, but I don't. I, I don't think I've mastered the inconspicuous picture yet. Like, oh, just not- just sell it. Do what I do. Yeah. I I take the picture, crop out the license plate, and add the hashtag stalking the nation. I don't care. Oh. Yeah, lean in. All right. There's one person that lives right by me. So can I? I'm gonna hijack again. There's one other sure. thing I want to talk to talk about. Does anybody watch the Grammys last night? Because nope. you know how I like I love my award shows. Anybody? Oh, I think it's great that the weekend is shut out, but um, Blue Ivy got a Grammy. Great, great, great. I, you know what? It wasn't about the awards to me. Uh, for me, it was about how they they figured out how to do it better than all the rest. Uh, you know, like. They had the stars there, but they were all at two-person tables, like six feet apart. But it was more also the performances. Even the In Memoriam had, like, three really great performances in it. Um, but nobody else watched it. So back to disc golf, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you cad. I am curious, though. Any any really, like, notable performances, Chalmers? Like, anybody? Yeah. Like, so fuck, they nailed it. There's Mickey Guyton. Her, I think that's – I'm not even remember how you say her, but she is a country singer – and she, um, I believe she's going to be known as the first Grammy-nominated African-American country singer. And so her, Miranda Lambert, and uh, the other, this other girl sang a song. The one that sings Those Bones or whatever. It's a really mm, popular yep. song, I guess. They played songs once after another, and it was awesome. Like, it was just, I, I, I'm a big country fan, but she sounded like, the cross between Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton. And it was just like, yeah, it was amazing. She was fucking incredible. All right, moving on. 
I'm going to give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries where you can use the promo code NATION15 and get yourself 15% off. They got hoodies, they got sweats, they got pretty much everything you need. Right now, it's their biggest sale ever, up to 80% off some products. I'm looking right now, their Jeffrey hoodie, the OG, it's marked down from $55 to $29. And of course, if you want to save some money on the regularly priced merch, Nation 15 is the promo code. Saves you 15%. Free shipping in Canada if you order over 100 bucks. Free local delivery in St. Albert as well. Check them out online, twigandberries.ca. And uh, if you're in the mood to get banged up on a Monday and watch uh, the Edmonton Oilers play the Calgary Flames, Deuce Vodka Nation beer. It's Brad's. We love it. We love it. Our favorite. <laughs> uh, well, it's, 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 it's amazing what Brad Stepanko's doing. Uh, and God love him. He's living his best life, isn't he? He is living his best life. And, and the fact that Brett Kissel's leaning in on it and appreciating it and sharing it and making it a thing. Like, well, I think Brett, I think Stepanko putting on a toga deserves a little bit more love than me and him just bonding over old country, you know, uh, <laughs> about how I grew up. And I thought he was a beauty. He was shirtless and it was a lot of fun. I remember that. I am uh, going to wrap this up. <laughs> Episode 264 of the Real Life Podcast. Manscaped.com. Promo code Real Life gets you 20% off and free shipping. Twigandberries.ca. Promo code Nation15 gets you 15% off. And of course, you don't want to cook on an Oilers game day. Go hit up our friends Oodle Noodle. If you pick it up in store or do curbside pickup, proceeds go towards the local charity or they are available on your favorite food delivery app. Oodle Noodle. Shout out to all what our I'm gonna sponsors. Do, Tyler? What's up? What are you going to do? I'm actually going to order Oodle Noodle tonight. Butter chicken Ooh, and some green onion cakes. Thought you would like to know that, Tyler. I am fasting myself from Oodle Noodle until the one in St. Albert opens because I know I'll eat it so much when it does that I'm like saving myself for that moment. It's very exciting. Interesting. Anyways. You need to prep. You need to get used to the menu. Make your way top to bottom. There's nothing on that menu I haven't had, Tyler, and I need you to get there too. Oilers Flames, Oilers are underdogs tonight. Hammer them. Episode 264 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. 
Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.